Christine, that makes me really, really upset. Upset. And all of these young couples that are trying to make it, no wonder they don't want to work because it's impossible. They've got to be making way more money to be able to afford a stupid little house. Stupid little house. In today's episode of the podcast, we're going to do something a little bit different. Okay. We're going to talk about a current financial issue and how we would tackle it if we were facing it today. Oh, okay. So today we're going to talk about how in the world can you afford a house as a beginner oh. today? <laughs> I don't know. Good luck. Okay. This is one of the first issues I, I think. Back when we were first buying a house, it was possible to do on one income. Yeah. Not easily. And only in certain states. Correct. I'm glad you brought that up which is one of the reasons we moved to Texas. Absolutely. Because they had inexpensive housing, no income tax, like no state income tax, right? Mm -hmm. So we didn't have to pay state income tax. In Texas, the teachers got paid more than a lot of the other states. And in Texas, you did not have to put money into social security. So our take home was higher. There were a lot of factors that led us to moving to Texas and, and those were a lot of them. Back when we bought our first house, the interest rates, I think we got an amazing 6.25. Like yeah. that was a great rate at the time. It is a little higher than that right now, mm -hmm. but it's close. It's, it's not like when we bought a house, it went from like two to six and a half. That's not what it was. Like it had come down to six and a half and those were really, really good rates at the time. Yeah. The difference is, <laughs> The cost of the homes are crazy. The cost of the homes are so much more. So oh. I think the first thing we have to acknowledge is it's probably really challenging to do on one income. Absolutely. Do you think it can be done at all on one income? I think it looks much different. Probably. Probably. But you're, it's going to take some sacrifice. Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah. For sure. and, and you're probably not going to have your own quote unquote home. Like single family home. Mm -hmm. It might have to be, in fact, I think in many cases it's going to have to be a townhouse. Townhouse. So for funsies, okay. Okay, I'm going to one of the towns we lived in in Texas. Okay. Just to see. Our neighborhood. Let's go to our own Let's go to our neighborhood. I'm going to look it up by the map. Like that house right there was our, like very, very similar to our old floor plan in our old neighborhood. Uh huh. And it's three, it's 390. Oh my gosh, that's ridiculous. I'm trying to zoom this in. This is a house that we built in 2005 for 2006. For like 140. For 140. <laughs> it sold in 2012 for 120. Five. 125. 125. Okay. Okay. So it sold in 2012 for 125. That's, that's what we're talking about right here. I'm going to our old neighborhood. Oh my gosh. This one's small. <laughs> this is even smaller than our house. Way smaller than our old house. 288,000 for a 1300 square foot, three bed, two bath house. That was smaller than our house. That's a starter home. Yes, it is, it is. Our neighborhood was a starter neighborhood. Yeah. So let's let's find maybe one a, a little bigger. And we don't do those in, in Idaho very well. No, they really don't make Texas Texas homes. did these very well. Like we're talking 1500 to 2000 square feet, three bedrooms on a you know small in-town lot. They were all about 125 to 140 when we were there. Mm -hmm. Now it's, Almost $300,000. Okay, here we go. This one, this one is bigger than our house was. It's 329 for 2,200 square feet, a three bed, two and a half bath. 
That looks like my boss's old house. I feel like I've looked at this house. Like we looked at this it, house. It looks like my boss's old house that was around the street, around the corner from us. Okay, so it was built in 03, so it is old. And I would call it a builder grade vanilla. Yeah. Okay, unless it's been remodeled. But this is a Texas house. And the thing that's great about a Texas house is they're built with an excellent use of space. The primary bedroom suite is amazing. The kitchens are usually really nice. They just think out the space planning really, really well. So it looks like this house, I'm looking at pictures, is has not been updated at all. It's still builder grade vanilla, builder grade oak. <laughs> yeah cabinets white appliances white appliance laminate like, countertops everything looks original in this house yeah let's just say this is the house we're buying okay to be clear this is probably too big for a starter home sure but okay but i can get a 2200 square foot house in a cute neighborhood that's not a dump this is not a dump it's just not custom okay yeah for 329 in texas i'm looking at it right now okay okay so let's look at monthly payment details so let's break down what everything looks like. This is something that was very eye-opening to me when we moved to Texas was property taxes oh, were high. True that. They were high. They are saying on this house, I actually think this is low, it's going to be $450 a month just for property taxes on this house. Yeah. That's, this is probably low. It might be. But let's just say we go with the home price at $329. I really recommend a 20% down payment. You avoid private mortgage insurance, yep. which can be $100 per 100000 of the loan. And it really helps you make a good start towards your equity in your house. So 20% on this house is $65,000. <laughs> How long is it going to take you to accumulate $65,000 for your down payment? That does not include closing costs. Closing wow. costs are going to be another 10 at least. So you need $75,000. You need 75000 in cash, like liquid cash. So how long will that take you? Ouch. Even if you spend, even if you can save yourself $1,000 a month. I can't even math that. That's six years. That's, you have, yeah, you can't. If you save $1,000 a month, you'll never be able to buy this house. It's six years. It's six years. Well, that's not good enough for me, Dave. So it's got to be $2,000 a month and now it's three <clears throat> years which is still too long. Yeah. So what are the options as far as doing this? Well, first to clarify, when we were doing this, when we were very young, we did not put 20% down. No, we didn't. We were close. We were about 15%. We were 15%. So we did pay PMI for a couple of years and it sucked. Yeah. <laughs> I really hated it. So that is an option. You could go less. Yeah. Okay. You could go less, pay your PMI, your monthly payment's going to be higher. Another option is, guess what? You and your partner are both working. Yeah. And then you're gonna cut down on the other expenses. You are not driving a brand new car. You are not leasing a G-Wagon. I just saw <laughs> one of those at the shop the other day. We took our pilot in, we had an electrical thing that we had to replace, and I saw a G-Wagon in the shop. Really? Yeah, I did. <laughs> Our Honda Pilot and <laughs> Our like $8,000 Honda Pilot <laughs> next to the $100,000 G-Wagon. Oh, it was funny. But I'm saying, if you drive the $8,000 11-year-old Pilot and not the G-Wagon, <laughs> you're closer to making your house dreams come true. Sure. You are. So you cut your expenses. You're both working. I don't see how else you can do it. Unless you've got some great, a great, great job. Yes. You're going to have to be making a hundred grand at least 75 to a hundred thousand dollars a year. And you're going to have to be living 
like with the bootstraps tightened. Just so you can save up this amount for your down payment and yeah. closing. And of course, my other favorite is side hustle it up, baby. You might be doing DoorDash, driving for DoorDash. You could put your car on Turo, make some extra cash that way. Anything you can do to get your down payment saved. Yikes. Okay, property taxes $450 a month. Homeowner's insurance, uh, it depends on where you live and like that kind of stuff. But let's say for this house, $250 a month. Some places have HOA fees. This one does. This neighborhood actually had a community pool, which was life saver in the summer, but it's only $30 a month. That is really low <laughs> as far as HOAs go. Let's say your interest rate is seven. You do a 7% interest rate for 30 years. Wow. What's your monthly cost for this $330,000 home, which is 2,200 square feet? Almost 2,500 a month. So how does 2,500 a month break down in your take home? Well, first of all, we like to keep our house payment at a fourth of our income. Correct. Or less. Correct. In many cases, I've seen in, in today's economy, I've seen people do a third of their household income, sometimes even a half. And that just makes me cringe thinking about how much your house is taking out of your monthly expenses. The only way half works is if you're very high income. That's the only way that works. Right. Because your numbers are so big. If you make five grand a month and you put 50% of it onto your house, you will be house poor. Like you can't do Okay, so let's goals. just, let's say, let's go on the high end. Let's say this is gonna be 30% of your income. Okay. Your bare minimum income at this point has to be- 7,500. $7,500 a month. You have to take home 7,500 a month to afford a $330,000 house in Texas with 20% down. Like there's some truth for you. Like Christine, that makes me really, really- Upset? Upset. Yes. Like. If that doesn't tell me I feel, that I feel like we're killing the middle class and all of these young couples that are trying to make it, like no wonder they don't want to work because- It's impossible. They've got to be making way more money to be able to afford a stupid little house. Stupid little house. Okay, let's, let's pick a different option. One of the other towns we've lived in, we are going to look for like a townhouse, okay? Because maybe for a starter home, we're going to have to do townhouse. Okay, I am looking up townhouses, condos in one of the other towns that we live in currently, right now, just to see what's going on. You can get a one bed, one bath, 600 square feet for 175,000. Wow, that feels crazy town. Like, I don't really like that as an option. Okay, I can get a townhouse, two bed, two and a half bath, 1,000 square feet for 210. That feels much more affordable. Also not my favorite. Okay, here we go. I don't hate this one as a concept. I have a three bed, one and a half bath, 1,500 square feet townhouse for 260. This one does have a $200 a month HOA fee. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Well, that's and, horrible. And to be clear, that's only like 50 or 60,000 less than the last house we were just looking at. True, but there's a couple of things about this versus the Texas house. The homeowner's insurance is significantly lower. Property taxes are significantly lower. The 20% down is 50,000. Okay. Okay, instead of 65. Right. Still, ouch. It's still better than 75. Yes, it is. But, but, but you're still saying with closing costs, that still has to be 60,000, 62,000. Ideally, yes. For a 30 year at 7% at this $260,000 price, you're looking at 1,800 a month. That feels much more doable than 25. Like that's significantly cheaper. But still that person would want to have a, a monthly take home. Of 55. Of $5,500 a month. Oh my gosh. I want to give one more option. It's called house hacking. This is what we're gonna do. 
Let's let's pick another town. Let's go to Greenville, North Carolina. <laughs> I was thinking Nashville, but okay. Because I like Nashville. I would move there. Okay, let's do Nashville. Okay, let's do let's actually do Lincoln, because that's technically where we were. Where is it? It's not Nebraska. Where where is it? <laughs> Tennessee. <laughs> What's the short word for Tennessee? TN. T yeah. Okay, Tennessee. Here we go. Wait, can I just ask for a second? Did you see that one had six bedrooms in like 2,000 square feet? I picked a multi-family by accident. Six bedrooms in 2,000 square feet? I know. I know. Okay, let's pick a three bedroom and we're going to go recently reduced price. How about that? Okay. $420,000 for a three bed, two bath, 2,500 square feet on a half acre. Why don't we live in Tennessee right now? <laughs> this is amazing. Okay, this house, like Dave said, 2,500 square feet. Mm -hmm. Nice. Three bed, two bath on a half an acre. So you've got some space to breathe. It's 420,000. This is updated. It's really cute. Brand new flooring, all brick home. Really, really nice. Probably not a starter home. No, this is where the house hacking comes in. Okay. If you can scrounge up your down payment, which I think could maybe be lower. Let's make it 10%. Okay, so remember, that's doable, but you're gonna have to have like pay your PMI. Your down payment on this house, which is 420,000, is 42,000 for a down payment. Yeah. You are gonna pay PMI, which is 200 a month, until you pay down 20% of the yeah. equity. Your property tax is 360 a month. Your homeowner's insurance about 140. There's no HOAs on this house. All in, with the same calculations as before, your monthly payment is 3,200 a month. Oh my gosh, yikes. It's still a lot. This is <clears throat> when you rent out rooms. Okay. We have a family member that does this. They buy a house that's too big for what they need and they rent out rooms to university students. So they have like minimal, they don't even have a kitchen, but they rent out, I think it's two bedrooms and a shared bath. So two private rooms and a shared bath. And they call it like a mini kitchenette. So it's like a mini fridge, a hot plate and a microwave. Yeah. And it covers half. Covers half of their half of their <clears throat> mortgage. So we're in this gorgeous house on half an acre. This is for like starters. Okay, people are just getting going. So you have your thirty-two hundred a month. You get half of it paid for by house hacking the rooms. Obviously, vet your people. Obviously, okay. So now you're only in charge of sixteen hundred a month for the, like this nice, gorgeous brick home in Nashville or just outside of Nashville. And other people are helping paying down the equity, and you can afford it. It's an option if you're at the right stage of life. Yes, it is definitely an option. I think this is a really challenging time to be a beginner at buying your house. I really do. I do too. So I think we have to do things differently than we did 15 years ago. And that means make more money, more people work, side hustles, house hack. Maybe it's a townhouse to kick it off. These are all options. Okay, we have kids that are going to be potentially looking for homes in the next five years. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. What would you tell them? Would you tell them the house hack? Well, here's my plan, <laughs> which isn't fair. <laughs> so we, we own a townhouse that we rent right now. Yeah. And if our kids wanted to live in it with some roommates, we would hack, we would hack I, that one. I would hack that one. Okay. That, that's fair. But like, let's just say one of them gets married mm -hmm. and then wants to get ready to buy a house. What would you tell them? Would you tell them to not buy a house for a while? Yeah, I, I would wait for a while. I would really save up the down payment and work on your career while renting as cheaply as possible. It feels to me like everywhere we go, like we drive down to the Salt Lake Valley. Okay. 
there are apartments going up everywhere. Yes. And I just worry that they're trying to maybe convince everybody to live in apartments the rest of their lives. And not have a house. Yeah. Yeah, it does feel that way a little bit, for sure. Just Not just me? No, I've noticed it also. And I know that the millennials were quite, you know, in the millennial generation, which are now... Like 30, 35? They're getting older and older, right? We're starting to see Gen Zs talk about buying homes. The millennials were much more into maybe the urban life and, mm -hmm. and living a little bit more, a little smaller, lower overhead. Okay. Right? What do you think Gen Z is going to be? I have no idea. I think they're going to live with their parents until they're 30. Like you think it's going to be millennials <laughs> times 10? <laughs> I just, I just don't see how else they can afford it. I don't know. I, I really worry how our, how our own kids are going to be able to afford homes. I wanted to talk about this topic because I think it's important mm -hmm. for right now. It's important for the times right now. So I would love to hear from you guys in a review if you are listening on podcast or in the comments if you're watching the video version on YouTube. What are your thoughts on this? Yeah. Like your kids, like let's say you have a kid that's turning 20 and moving out and or getting married at 25. What would you recommend to them? Because this is, this is a rough time to buy a house, especially as a newbie. If you've never done it yet, this is challenging. So I would love any and all ideas from the listeners. There's a few, just to answer that question a little bit, there's a few kids just a few years older than our own children mm -hmm. in our town, in our neighborhood, people that we know whose children have gotten married in their very early 20s. Yes. Almost all of them living at home. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Almost Ooh. all of them living at home. So you're saying the parents moved, got a different house, and is letting their married kids live in their older house. Interesting. There's others, though, that I know that the married couples are living. Like, we have other friends in other towns, other states. Their married children are all moving back in. Oh, you know what? You make a good point. And also, in my own family, when my grandparents passed, like all yeah. the siblings wanted to sell the house. It was built in like 1968. My grandparents didn't change a dang thing. <laughs> no. the, the wood paneling, it was the, the green car shag carpet, it was all original when they passed in 2019. It was a time capsule. <laughs> it, it, it had that smell, you know what I mean? <laughs> like you walk in and you're like, it smells like grandma's house. <laughs> and they decided as a family to sell it as a fixer upper to one of the grandchildren. Yeah. Newly married, didn't have any money at like, let's call it a family discount Yeah. for very inexpensive for the time frame. So, I mean, there's something I saw in my own family. Yeah. And we've heard of inventory across the nation is low yes. on housing. And I think between that and the amount of new builds coming up and the amount of homes that are owned by older generations, I just wonder if that's what the new normal is going to be. Yeah. Pass along homes. Yes. Pass along homes. You're probably right. Hand me down homes. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess you could call it that. I, I don't know. You're probably right. Interesting. It's a crazy topic. I'd love to hear your thoughts on it as well. So let us know. And of course, if you want to submit your budget for us to go over, you can go ahead and do that on the contact me tab on my website, frugalfitmom.com. I do have a budget template I am going to ask you to fill out, though. So be prepared to tackle that before we tackle your budget. Of course, it's anonymous. So thanks for hanging out with us today, and we'll chat more later.